0: Hey, everybody. This is Talk Like a Lady, a podcast where we find out all about our favorite ladies. I'm Carly Morton. And I'm Jessica Fontana. And today our guest is Anakaran uh, uh, Abara Dumovich. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Right? Yeah. Good. enough. and good.
1: I, did I like the flair. Yeah. Thank
0: you. I'm very flary. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, uh, God. So you've been assigned homework tonight. The first part yes. is what are we drinking?
2: Rosé. All day. Oh, sorry, I had to do it. Rosé? Like, oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah,
1: cheers. There's a dog.
2: We can Please. pretend. Why
1: would cheers. he
0: wait until we start to do this? It's his tradition.
1: <laughs> and uh, who is your badass lady today? My mother, Elvira. Nice. Elvira. 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 Elfira. <laughs> Elfira. Write it down. Like it. So why yeah. is your mother your badass? Tell us about her.
2: Um, You know what? I think a lot of people usually are probably like, oh, yeah, your mom, whatever. But for me, she's someone I truly, truly aspire to be. She's a very giving person. And she's constantly, like, thinking about other people and in ways to get involved. And a lot of times quietly without you knowing, kind of behind the scenes and, you know, at a very young age, she was very independent. You know, my grandmother, who I didn't get to meet because she died, um, you know, my mother took on the role as, you know, woman or head of the house Mm -hmm. at, you know, very young age in elementary, she had to stop Mm -hmm. going to school you know doing work around the house cooking and things like that and so she's always had this maternal and like nurturing and hospital hospitable sort of personality and just very strong so you know that's carried over throughout her life and she's always been a go-getter you know come into the U.S. didn't know English didn't know all these things but she learned how to drive she learned what she could and just went out and did it no questions asked so yeah so where did she grow up in Michoacan, it, that's the state of um, where she is in Mexico. A very small town called Tangansicuaro. You will can say not, that one. I will. <laughs> <I'm, nope>. <laughs> very <laughs> tiny, tiny town.
1: That's amazing.
2: Yeah. It, it, she's know, very tiny.
1: T- people like her who do things just to be a good person, not for yeah. recognition, not for thank yous. Right. We need more of that.
0: And she yeah, did it, the, like, normal. the super sneaky mom way, like,
2: don't even know I'm back
0: here doing yeah. this stuff. That's amazing. And it's something
2: I didn't look at till I was way older, because, you know, you're a teenager, and you're like, don't talk to me, mom. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're in that way. And it wasn't until I was older, and I was like, holy fuck, I have this amazing mom. What am I doing? <laughs> right. You
1: know? So many of the ladies we've talked to, mm-hmm. like, so many, when as, when they talk about their loved ones like that, it's... You, you, our brains are not set up as children and teenagers to really appreciate things, though. So, I mean, you can't. Right. No. Yeah, but that's she sounds amazing. Yeah. Lucky lady. Very lucky girl.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is your organization? I am picking Raices. It's R A C I E S. And it is a nonprofit that helps. It's either at free of uh, free or like low cost legal services for immigrants and refugees. Nice. Uh, and right now thing? yes. Okay. And right now the biggest, you know, focus is like, you know, with all these families being separated yeah. and, you know, these families being detained and people like to think that it's not happening, but it's very real. And an organization like this, you know, goes out and represents them and helps them in whatever way possible. But there's also, like, branches underneath that that do other sort of work. But that's kind of their main focus, um, helping with legal stuff.
0: That is a good one. Um, so I mean, especially – there's just, like, so much work to do with all of the uh, camps at the border and just in random places because you always say – Children in camps at the border, but it's it's everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. you heard about the like forced sterilization in Atlanta, oh. wasn't it? Like, oh, it just
2: makes yeah. me so oh. angry. Yeah, I don't. That's so angry. That's insane. But also, yeah. too, it's not. It's it's something that has happened in the past. It, it, they're concentration camps. Yes. That's what I was are. just about to say. 100%. You know, and people like to change the verbiage to not make it sound so horrible, but that's what it is. No, it's that's horrible it it
0: and it's fucked up and it should well, and, absolutely and, not be happening. Yeah,
2: people and these are women are
0: young at
1: all. Yeah. And they're yeah. being separated from their families. And the kids and are dying too. like what is, wh- yeah. why? this it's is young America. Women. Why are we, right. what is, this is not what we are supposed to be. And that's what's. Right. Oh, it's
2: so frustrating. So, frustrating. so that's frustrating. A incredibly Great one. sad, and yeah, it makes you very angry. Oh. It makes you feel helpless too, because you're like, "How? What can I do?" And mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about it. We can advocate for it. We can donate to some of these organizations and things mm-hmm. like that. But physically, like, I can't go in there. If I'd wanted to, you know, just storm in there and do what I can, but you can't. Right. You can't, you can't do that. Well, you, you probably could try. You'd probably get I'd shot try. at. That would end very
1: badly for me. we right. just end up in our own cages. <laughs> yes. <so>. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> I hate everything. It's So... Drink like, into that. <laughs> I'm drinking in that. I hate... Racist old white uh, Right. I I should apologize now. I am. <laughs> listen, we talked a little bit mad pre-recording that my brain is broken right now mm-hmm. because I'm teaching and working and quarantining and. Uh, but what's Ugh. what really makes me spicy is is election season and this one more than any other. So I. It's a shit I should storm. apologize because oh, I'm. Yeah, it's I'm, a I get box. very passionate. That's yes, why. likewise. She's yeah. I feel to you. The, microphone. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Yeah, I, I, everything. Th- I listen to this podcast called Pod Save America, mm-hmm. and it's really delightful. Men talking about politics, and they're funny and insanely mm-hmm. smart. Like they were. I think they were like speech writers for obama i mean they're like very they're political Clever. nerds yeah, yeah but they're great but it both terrifies me and gives me hope which also terrifies me yeah i like don't want to have hope right now uh-huh.
2: Do you want to yeah, to have together. it taken away <laughs> what'd you say i'm sorry I said, I said to have it taken away i mean i get it no I mean, it's weird. it's
1: Cause I was devastated in 2016, and the idea of knowing what we've had for the last four years, and then, oh. Ugh.
2: <sighs> it's yeah. just... I can't
0: it's... stomach another four. <laughs> oh God, no! I, uh... No, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> I have been not thinking
1: about it, which is fine. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, that's, that's the th- I just <sighs> God, I'm, st- <laughs> I'm really I'm genuinely struggling, so I apologize. I'm yeah, it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Well, your mother came here, right? Yes. To the United States. And then where did you grow up?
2: So my dad came over with a work visa when he was, they had just gotten married, early 20s. And a lot of our family was set in Los Angeles area. And so once he kind of settled down, my mom was like seven months pregnant with me, I think. And she came along as well. Otherwise, you know, I would have been uh, born in Mexico. But mm-hmm. we, my siblings and I, we were, you know, born in the Los Angeles area and raised there till I was about eight or so. And then we moved to Kansas City because my dad had a sister that lived here. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where I grew up, KCK oh. in the Argentine neighborhood. Oh. So this is really my home. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. What yeah, age Argentine. did you say you moved here? like eight and I had, I did not know any English in like the Latin communities. They, they really continue to speak Spanish and then they kind of, you know, introduce the English language to you as you got a little bit older, but there are a lot of programs to help, you know, immigrants and Spanish speaking families and things like that. So I, yeah, I didn't learn English till I came here and it surprises a lot of people because of the way that I speak. Mm -hmm. And, in a way, it's like, okay, I get it, but sometimes it I've had it come off in a very offensive way. Oh, I really <laughs> absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, see like, that. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know, well, what, what do you do? Like, you are such a young English and tennis, <laughs> You're like, yeah, thanks. I'm proud of it. But now it's kind <laughs> of like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, that's really insulting.
0: Right. We're like, <laughs> oh, also, you, you should, speak English me. well. Like, who even says that? You're not supposed morning, to. Speak. Unless it's like, your teacher <laughs> telling you that you're yeah. doing okay.
1: Like, I think I'm it's like, fuck off about it. I mean, listen, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but it seems like it would be, <laughs> it seems like it would be more insulting to be like, you speak English really well than saying, man, you don't have any accent. Am I crazy? Like, is like, it is that, am yeah. I right? Cause like, because that is amazing. Like, like, you're
2: not supposed to grasp it or something. Like you're not supposed to understand what's going on.
1: But there's a difference know? between like speaking Speaking it, but the idea of having no accent when you were completely Spanish speaking until eight and after, that's amazing.
2: And I think a lot of it did with the fact that, you know, we we learned it, my siblings and I, they were younger, but we all had to go to ESL classes. And so we Mm -hmm. kind of all learned it at once. Mm -hmm. Oh, that helps. Yeah. Yeah television and movies yeah. and everything around you when you're a kid it's new and exciting and you understand your friends from not understanding them in class oh, to where definitely. you can start giggling and making that jokes you and stuff.
0: Yeah,
2: you become yeah. obsessed with it and I remember growing up my dad would be like in this house you speak Spanish and we'd be like no <laughs> I know how to speak English <laughs> and, and this it. is how people do it here and you know so holding on to that and little did I know my dad did it for a reason you know now I'm bilingual absolutely. I, can mm-hmm. I absolutely it. and now I'm very grateful for yeah. it again
0: yeah. you know when you're
2: young, you don't young, understand that
0: right and they you say think it's, it's easier to teach a different language to younger kids than it is like to try to do it when you're older and so I just don't understand why they don't offer the kids like I can't a foreign I will language never when they're small instead of like, Oh, you're a senior. How about some
1: Spanish? Like I've mm, said that for so long. Cause I know I took Spanish for two years, I think in high school and my brain just completely fought against it. Like, yeah, not not speaking itself, but like sentence structure and things like that. Yeah. I, it it just comes. And I mean, I don't, I cannot speak Spanish and that like,
0: I hate you that. don't retain it as well. Yeah. Do you want to know easy. how long I took Spanish? <laughs> I, d- I do. Four years in high school. Can you speak it at all? No. <laughs> and I had to take two two years. So I had to take it all during like junior college.
1: So, so you took off. six years of Spanish. There's Correct. no excuse for you, lady. No, I'm kidding.
2: No, <laughs> it's just like having to, you know, you have no, to act. I never have to speak it. Spanish. Yeah, if and I was
0: with around someone that always like that spoke Spanish with me, then it would be fine. Well, I and can that's be how your it was. Buddy. It was cool because <laughs> like you had in.
2: your
1: siblings to speak English with. What yeah. television shows do you remember watching to kind of that you um, kind of learned from?
2: Lots of Nickelodeon.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> nice. I even, I mean, we even would watch just Spanish channels too. So Mm -hmm. coming here, I had cousins who were already very much engaged in the English. So because of them, you know, we found out about all of these shows and movies, but specifically The Little Mermaid for me, it was how I learned it. And I was obsessed with it. Well, yeah. And I would start to like figure out, you know, like this word means that. And then slowly until I fully understood it. And it was like amazing to me from like not knowing what was going on to fully getting the story. That's so cool.
0: And a dinglehopper is not how you say
1: fork, just by the way. <laughs> it's confusing. Right. That would be kind of cute, though. Little eight-year-old you, like, picking up a fork. Dinglehopper. <laughs> okay, I got you. Someone
2: sure. oh, goes, no, honey, that's, that's not how I do it. That's so cute. Oh, no. um, but cute,
0: yeah. So how many siblings did you have?
2: I have a sister and then my brother is the youngest. So it's just the three of us. Oh. And you're the oldest, so right? I'm the oldest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. So
1: do you remember when they were born and everything? Like how old were you?
2: I don't we're my sister and I are three years apart and then her and my brother are three years apart. My mom did not plan it out, but it just kind of worked out that way. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't I just I remember my brother being you know, at home after he was born. And right. he was kind of a big baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he had those cute little rolls, yes. like the Michelin guy. And it was so cute. Yes. And I remember Every that. baby should be. right. <laughs> big, fat it was adorable. Yeah. And I have like flashbacks of my life there. Um, and particularly walking to the grocery store with grandma. That was like a big one for me. And it's very vivid. Um, and I remember the first time seeing snow. We went to Big Bear yeah. out in California, and it was just like, "What? What is this stuff?" <laughs> and then my dad was like, "Well, kids, we're moving to this place called Kansas City, and this happens there all the time." And I remember being like, I "Cannot wait!" And now that I'm older, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "This mm-hmm. is horrible. <laughs> this is fucking horrible." I'm
1: sitting here thinking, "Man, I can't imagine uh-huh. not never or, or not ever seeing snow. I, that would be like." My heaven. I know.
2: I, hate I mean, it was so like so right before we moved. So I wasn't mm. like super little, but you know, I was, I was under 10. Yeah. You, does all your family still live in this area or? Yeah, we're kind of split up. Uh, my dad's side of the family, you know, half of it is in the LA area and the other half is here. Mm-hmm. And then my mom's side of the family is all up in like San Jose. So like Northern California. All right. And funny story, I didn't know this until way later in life, but I guess my great-grandparents came to Kansas City when railroad stuff was going on. And Mm -hmm. so my grandmother and her siblings were born in Kansas City in the Argentine neighborhood that we -uh. we live. That's so cool. That's so cool. And we ended up going to the same church that they all got baptized and all that. So it's kind of funny how, like, Goes full circle. Yeah, that that's really awesome. Cool. I mean, that's that's really
0: cool to find out.
2: Yeah. So they did railroad railroad stuff, and as soon as it was, you know, it was over. My great grandparents were like, "All right, back to Mexico. We have our right money. Here. Our kids are born. <laughs> yep. Bye." So and funny story. My grandparents ended up here, and this in they actually both passed away a few years ago, and they're here in Kansas City. So it's, it's a little funny how that works. Yeah. yeah. Um so once were like people pretty
1: welcoming to you in school when you got
2: here and couldn't speak English and all that or from what i remember yes Good. i don't have any like bad experiences that i can Good. think of you know and the teachers too i loved all my teachers they were always very like happy and engaging um but no not in school it wasn't i think till a little bit later when you get to like that middle school and, like high school phase whenever where you start, to, an an hear, yeah, where you start <laughs> to hear the comments of you don't look Mexican, you're not Mexican. Well, why aren't you dark? Or why is your Spanish so I mean your your English so good? Like just very like ignorant comments. And I don't think a lot of it was attacking you. It was more like observation, I'm gonna I'm going to say this out loud. Yeah. And well, you don't know how to don't deal don't with understand it. That. <laughs> How come you're white? And I was so timid, like so shy, and I was like, I don't know how to respond to this. I just want to fit in and be like everybody else. I mean, that's little all did of us I never Add that, that extra, thing. Th-
1: Ugh,
2: yeah, is rough. But right. it wasn't horrible, you know. I know there's horror stories out there, but those are experiences that stick with you and they yeah, fuck right. with you because you don't think that you belong in into what everybody else has to be right. You're supposed to look in a certain way. That's all you see on social media or n- not social media back then, but like TV, magazines, like mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of that. And so my brain was like, you're supposed to act this way. And so I specifically remember throughout high school, Hispanic people being like, you're, you're like a white girl, you're whitewashed. And then I would hear from, you know, white people being like, you're not Mexican enough because you don't look it. And so it was like this medium of limbo of like, what am I supposed to be? And I had struggled with that for a long time. I'm and kidding. I don't think it was until I started cooking that I really started to touch my roots again, like on a deep level yeah. and yeah. appreciating that side of myself. And it's something I struggled with kind of internally But I'm at a place where it's like, you know what, this is me. I'm a little bit of everything and that's okay. Like it's okay to be different and be meshed. There's no right way to be something, you know, it's, it's been quite the journey. That's for sure.
1: So on that note, what would you tell your teenage self?
2: Like, do you have any advice for your teenage self? Um, you know, don't, don't be ashamed of where you come from. That was a big one for me, oh, you know. Going back to you're not, your image doesn't fit where you're supposed to, but you also don't fit over here. Yeah, you know, like don't be so hard on yourself for that. It's okay to like not fit in. There's, we're not meant to be put in boxes, right? If that makes sense. It and totally I think does. Society and a lot of people that I've come across want to put you in the box because they don't understand anything else. You know, that's their comfort zone. Their comfort zone is to put you in a box. And it's okay not to fit into that. And a lot of people aren't supposed to understand it. Isn't it,
1: isn't it such a bummer
2: <laughs> that, again,
1: our teenage brains are not developed? No. And we're trying to find ourselves all while and being like, in this shit show <laughs> of fucking middle being school in a group school. of assholes Just all like the time everyone oh. walking around being because a how are you dick? supposed to like understand that it's going to get better it's that it's okay to be different when all these messages you're receiving are the opposite of that <laughs> and your it's brain so- is telling you it's <laughs> the end of the world
2: It is. because It feels like it. it And just like everything around you. Like I said, going back to TVs and magazines, like you don't see people like you, which now I'm like, I'm not jealous. I'm just really happy for this younger generation that gets to see so many images and backgrounds and in ways of being that it's okay to be themselves. And it's just kind of like, I wish we all had that. But I know what? It made me (laughs) who I am. Yeah,
1: I I honestly think um hearing that was one of the f- first moments that privilege really clicked for me. Like the idea of white privilege. Um because I that's not something that I had ever th- thought about. Like I didn't I'm embarrassed to say that now.
2: <laughs> no, but I
1: think I, I like that I totally like it just, I mean, I've seen myself on everything for my entire life. It didn't Mm -hmm. occur to me that other people weren't getting that same experience. And I mean, I mean, this was a long time ago, but I, I just was like that moment. I was like,
2: Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Like a bell. yeah. Wow.
1: That's yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, it really was just like mind blowing to me that. that And that's not a bad thing because you know, you, you're, you're not exposed to anything other than that. You're you're not taught that it's wrong. It's, it's what's around you. You feel comfortable about it. You don't think about it until for a lot of people, until you go to college, maybe when you're exposed to other people, more mm-hmm. diverse things in life. And I also think that when people hear, especially white people, when they hear the word, the word white privilege, they're like, <gasps> immediately they're like, that's such a terrible thing. And I do not want to be associated with it like the word racist, but there's so much more to it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so interwoven into things, like you said, um, how you found yourself going, wow, I see myself everywhere. Like, it's a subconscious thing. And once you become aware of it, then that's where I think the morals come in. Are you willing to acknowledge it and try to understand and move past it? Or are you Going to decide to be comfortable and stick with it and be ignorant about it. You know what right. I mean.
0: And some people actually choose to do that and keep choosing yeah. to oh, do it's, that. Oh, it's it's willful it's willful
2: ignorance. Yeah, right. 100%. It's, it doesn't affect kind of me, so it's not real. It's right. it's uncomfortable for me, so it's not real. Right. It and there's and it a is lot of Right. And it should be uncomfortable. It should be uncomfortable. <laughs> like, that's... I mean, I was uncomfortable my whole life. So, and that's just me. I have the privilege of being a Hispanic woman who is light skinned. I mean, that is a privilege in its own. Mm-hmm. And I've had to come to terms with that too, because if I had been someone who's Hispanic and not, you know, the same complexion, then that would have been a different story. And then from there you get into black America too. I mean, it just keeps going and right. going. Right. And I have had my own struggles, but then I also have to understand that I've had my privileges, too, because of the way that I look. Mm -hmm. I've been treated like, you know, a white person because off the bat, my English is great. I look a certain way. I check certain boxes. And so people treat me a certain way. And I didn't come to terms with that till later, too, in life, where I was like, wow. Even me, like, who I thought was so lost or forgotten, had some kind of advantage in the system. Right.
0: And that's real. And... You know, acknowledging it is part of it as well because then you know you start noticing more and more and more and it's just like something that you have to i guess wake up to i don't yeah. know it's like that's... a veil and then right. another veil and
2: exactly. no, it, it, it
1: really is. i mean it really is but it's one of those things like i mean this totally simplifies it i'm sorry but it's it's kind of one of those things where once you see it you can't unsee it
2: Right. Yeah, so you absolutely. just start,
1: right. you just, it's kind of like it, that happened with um, sexism with me. I mean, I've, there's always been, I've always known of a certain level of it, but, you know, just starting to really understand how deeply rooted it is in so many different things that,
2: yeah. you know, is, yeah, it's people partake I, I, in a very subconscious way, you know, mm-hmm and it's not till like we, we keep saying, you know, when you become aware of it is, you know, are you going to become a better human and just be open to learning and listening? That's all it takes, you know.
0: Nope, I'd rather be closed off and hate everything. Ugh. Yeah. I just live kidding. comfortably I in my
1: bubble.
2: It <laughs> doesn't
1: affect me. You're a good person, you just also hate everything. I just
0: hate everything
1: especially right now you just Whereas, don't act on those very bad
0: intentions right, right i try not to be a raging asshole but
1: she's while, a very nice person while, you're allowed, to be. You're allowed to be hates everything i just Same.
2: hate everything Same. every no, once I, in a while i, I say she that's and an an also emotion me. Right. <laughs> i think that's an emotion that as a woman you're not allowed to have you know Raging you're not a an lot oh, yeah. angry and raging because oh, okay. if you are you're like this horrible woman oh you have like, pms i'm
0: like listen oh, God, that makes me it so has angry. nothing so- to do with my uterus everyone
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean sometimes can. it does but it's not all the time. 365 yeah. days a year sometimes i'm does. just angry okay you're allowed to let
0: yeah.
1: me uh, be. <laughs> i had this i have resting bitchy face um but I've started to like get pissed at myself for even saying that because I'm like, why the fuck do I need a smile for you, you stupid asshole? But, but no, I'm not here for you, and I'm sorry. I'm very angry. She's angry. <sighs> it's fine. It's yeah, fine. Um, I do.
0: <laughs> so, growing up, um, who was your woman influencer or influencers? Who, or who Besides influenced- your amazing mother, right? Although you can talk about her you again can talk if about her like. again if you want. To.
2: Yeah, I mean definitely my aunts and my grandmother too just because being part of a hispanic family it's very big it's mm-hmm. not always like that I have to check myself but <laughs> <laughs> but i grew up in a very big family the women did you know all of the amazing cooking and they loved it and they always welcomed anybody who came into the home you know friends or boyfriends or whoever it was they always fed you, they always took care of you, yes. there was no judgment and that's what I wanted to be and I think that's kind of what led me to the path of where I am of being hospitable in the, in the food industry
1: mm-hmm. that gives me all the food was all
2: kind of the
0: center of that <laughs> I know, could you imagine like being in a family like everything revolves around food for me yeah. <laughs> and like Offering Absolutely. food and, like, could you imagine just, like, a family that was just like, mm, I don't even care about food. I'd be like, why? Why?
1: <laughs> no, I don't understand that Me. concept. Like, right. I'm
0: like, let's hang out and fucking grill some meat and then eat some stuff and then talk and yeah. then eat some more things. I'm like, it's my favorite. Food is
1: it's
2: great. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, I...
1: My like my husband and I's and our family like our vacations are centered around food. Like right, it's just We're like my yeah, husband. Go we there. research months before we go on a vacation. Right. I If love we that. ever get to go on again, right? Um, that's like, how travel. Yeah, no, right. I
0: mean, it's, that's it's, how because they we went to Nashville like four or six months after you guys did, yeah. and I was like, Tom, tell me all the places yeah. to
1: eat. Yeah, like <laughs> everything and. Even, you know, I mean, I, it, what is that thing like um, don't eat to, or no, don't live to eat, eat to live? I'm like, no, no, you can mm-hmm. live to no. eat. I'm cool with that. Right. Like, you do what you, you want. You should enjoy food. Right.
0: <laughs> food is Simple. good if you do it right.
1: Oh, it's so. It doesn't and have it, to be it horrible. Is so, so, so sure. yeah. I know. But it's eating. Food is so. It's social, it's natural, right? and it's it can nurturing, be so
2: many and it's loving. Things. Yeah, it's loving. Uh, it it's so how cool. I say I love you to people. Yes. That's how I show it. right it. I you make you this and, giant pot. Like, here you go. Look,
1: can I you come this. and say I love you to me and Carly at some point? Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I love to do that. I love to feed people. It's, like, in my blood. It's oh. what I do. It's joy. Like, having people sit there and just eat your food and not talk or, like, nod or, like, share – that, to me, just completes me. That's it makes big me big compliment. Food.
0: I, Ugh. like, just watching your cooking videos, I'm like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to be there. So do you get to make it to California? Like, do you get to go to, I mean, I don't know Not about right COVID, now. but do you normally get to make it out to California very often, or do, yeah. does your family get to come here, or?
2: Lucky enough, I have parents who are super adventurous.
1: Yes. They
2: nice. They have these amazing spirits that are always looking for something new and just like being submerged into another thing. And so we grew up in a lot of road trips and we would make it a point to go back to California once a year when we were younger, you know, Mm because it's summer break. then as we got older, it was like every other year. And then we would actually go back to Mexico to see my grandparents growing up. It was every December winter break. Nice. So we got older, you know, that changes. You get a job, you go to college. Right. But they very much are like family is important. People come and go in your life, but this is your family. And we take care of each other. And also to just the concept of not being stuck in one place, you know, there's a whole world out there. They've always encouraged that, you know, like, yes, we go to these places every year, but we would also go to other places. They're yeah. always like, what, what are we going to go see this year? What are we going to learn? And what can we do? And in the moment, just being like, oh, we're going to try this weird thing that we've never had. That's what. And just the sense of
1: adventure. Yeah. That, but the, I mean, that, that's how you learn about people. That's how you. Right. I mean, I think, you know. In this country, there's so many people that have not, and I am not so like I get that some people can't travel a ton or anything, but and that's even okay. Just, yeah. Even just taking a road trip to this to the next state or anything, like just just going somewhere other than where you are, mm-hmm. I think is so important. to it's just, eye-opening. it is because it, even in this country, the next state over can be drastically different. Oh okay. yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up in the middle of Kansas when I was younger, and it's to me, it is like drastically different than Kansas City. <laughs> right. So, oh yeah, you know, and I've been in so many different places, and it's just, yeah,
2: it's a beautiful thing. It, it shapes you. You know, you're yeah. exposed to so much, and you know, you become, I don't know, you, you're just more aware. There's more to what you know. Yeah. And if you think about it, like the older generation, um, you know, before technology, like where we really are, where if you think about it on our phone, we have every possible thing that you can think of on the palm of our hands. They weren't exposed to that. So what they knew was a few miles outside of that. And that was it Mm -hmm, where now it's like we're it's so easy to get that access to like other cultures, other countries. And it doesn't seem as hard to do. And to venture out, mm-hmm. but back then, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it took a lot of energy and a lot of risk too, right? Because you yeah. couldn't, you know, like we do now, you can like Google what's around you within certain amount of distance and like what's yeah. the best. Or not. Whereas back then, it was like you're just gonna have to wing it.
0: Right. Well, I, I choose this place. You. Let's go to it. Like, yeah, um. looks great.
1: <laughs> it's so funny because like Super. when you, th- you know, I'm gonna be 40 this year, so. When I think back to even high school, <laughs> like the technology—oh
0: my god! I,
1: or we, my boys, we've been watching movies on Sunday, like uh, preferably older movies, so our boys can kind of like see what we loved. And I don't, yeah. Even, again, brain is fried. I apologize, but I don't even remember what the <laughs> hell movie we watched. But whatever it was, or maybe it was a show because cuz we've been watching um family matters. Nice. Um oh, nice. On, on our lunch breaks. <laughs> that's what the boys and I have been watching. Um That's great. I but know. I think oh that's what it was family matters. Nice. Um because she was she was wanting to have a grouch cell so she could get a VCR. And my my <gasps> oh, oldest yeah. son, yeah, my oldest son who just turned 12 on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I think. Uh-huh. He goes Mom, what's a VCR? I was like, "Oh God, are you oh fucking kidding me?" Oh oh. Yeah, that's it. I'm gonna go <laughs> get it. It's one of those. I to, I, probably, I think I still have one just in case, but no. Uh, it was just one of those moments where I'm like, I'm old. Right. Like they have like, no d- the concept no- of being able to fast forward through everything right and not understanding the frustration it's of like sitting
0: through commercials yes. for the love of all the toll or even on
1: vcrs you actually had to like really wait a decent and you had to, push to play. remind it yeah yeah then you had to push play and see if you were in the right spot like
2: uh, lordy
1: just like
2: think about yeah. how much technology technology you've seen from I, then. Know. Oh, it's I know i know
1: it's it's really, beautiful <laughs> it's really kind of amazing and also sad at the same like technology is the worst also the greatest but right (sighs) (sighs) yeah (laughs) so what was dating life
2: like for you dating life Mm -hmm. um I definitely had a high school boyfriend it wasn't till like towards the end of it and he was in he was white and that was kind of a little bit of a culture shock, I think, not drastically, but, you know, there's a difference there for him, you know, coming to my family gatherings and mm-hmm. things like that. And my aunt's not knowing any English, but feeding him, you know, th- that mm-hmm. was the way of of them showing, Hey, welcome. We don't know how to say that, but here you go. Oh, and, awesome. you know, and, and vice versa for me, you know, it's, yeah. that was kind of that. But as I got older Um, there wasn't a whole lot of like weirdness there because by then I, I kind of had exposed myself to certain things and I don't know, it just, the one that I remember most was my high school one, just because I didn't realize how different in a good way my family was compared to other people, like not understanding what certain things were. And back then, if you think about it, like you couldn't get street tacos like you do now. Nope. Mom had to make them. And I would get tacos al pastor for my birthday every year. My mom would make them from scratch, and that's how we got those. And so just I remember exposing people to that, like friends and, and him, and they'd be like, what is this amazing, delicious thing? Like, I've never had it. <laughs> it just like it was kind of, it's kind of interesting, you know, now looking back on it, how some of those things kind of influenced them and you, you know.
1: I'm so jealous. I know. Like, I want to be your friend. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> I like
2: I literally
0: I just ate some like tacos and I'm like, I want those tacos. I know. <laughs> Fuck those tacos. <laughs> they take a lot of work. That's oh, when they man. were a birthday thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Do you have like um <laughs> a worst first date? <laughs>
2: first date. Yeah, like you know the what?
0: worst one. <laughs>
2: I don't think that I really do because I always went into it being like it was somebody that you did like and maybe mm-hmm. was on your radar or somebody who just randomly asked you. But I always went into it like, you know what? It is what it is. And we're just going to roll with it and have some fun. And we did. And I honestly do not have like a horrendous story um, at all. I think well, that's they've good. All been, they've all been pretty fun and lighthearted. You got to kind of break the ice a little, right? Keep it fun. Right. But no, no. And Not I know bad. that a lot of people out there are probably going, oh, you bitch. Like, I've had <laughs> horrible stories. But I don't think I I've have, like, horrible enough. stories. Yeah, no.
1: Okay, one, I didn't date a whole lot. Right. But, uh, like, yeah, I, I I don't really have one either. So, Like, I have... <laughs> Uh, Oh, you have one. What
0: is it? (laughs) It wasn't like the one. What is it? It wasn't even like a first date. It was just like
1: just a real bad date.
0: (laughs) No, it was uh, my friend and I went to like homecoming together and it wasn't a date because we weren't dating. But he was my friend. And we were like, fuck it. Neither of us has anyone to go with. Let's dress up and go. So, like, we yeah. went to a restaurant. We drove out to a restaurant. Because I in Tonganoxie, there's no restaurants. And you have mm-hmm. to go somewhere else to eat, like, food. So, we went to a restaurant. And it was so <laughs> packed. And it was, like, a two-hour wait. And we were like, fuck this. Let's go to Lawrence. So, we drove from Baser to Lawrence. Okay. And then we couldn't find anywhere that wasn't packed. So, we ate at Sonic. Like, that was... <laughs> that's you know. what we had like
1: i mean that's just that's that was just my necessity. homecoming
0: dinner was sonic <laughs> i thought you were...
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh. so Listen, it's
0: it's. did not you have bad. any tea probably Ooh. not i don't know what i had probably i w- i had on a really tight dress i probably ate oh, like yes, three, three french fries, fries. So, like,
1: you had three tater tots and you're like I had i'm three so tater, tater
0: tots and i was like fuck I can't. <laughs> I can't wear this dress anymore. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> okay, so we've kind of alluded to this, but um, so you're a chef. Tell yes. us how uh, like how you got into the your career. Besides your like, insanely delightful, like family cooking for everyone, yes. like <laughs> learning all the stuff. I think. I, like, I, I, really hope I, I genuinely
1: have this like idyllic, like. <laughs> just vision in my head of how like amazing you're yes how amazing your <laughs> Everyone family is like, like just like always I, cooking and I like have, I mean lots of food I'm telling you yeah. like lots maybe it's just because great. I need the warm and fuzzies right now but your family is giving me all the warm and fuzzies so and you know what they're always welcome I need welcome you to thank welcome. them for me <laughs>
2: yeah um to be honest I didn't know what I wanted to do and it wasn't until my mom kind of was like listen you like to cook at home like this should be a thing and I remember like laughing in her face and being like who cooks as a career this is insane <laughs> that's what not a thing all the people that are at restaurants
0: making the food for you to eat yeah oh. that's hilarious
2: because to me it was like my mom always cooked at home my aunt my grandma and so to me it was like that's something people do at home not professionally did you guys eat and, out a lot Um, on Sundays, Sundays. like after church and stuff. But other than that, my mom always cooked. So to me, it was like, no, like, you're supposed to go to school and like, be a lawyer or a doctor, you know, like something amazing. And then I kind of took a step back and I was like, holy cow. Yeah, she's (laughs) right. I do.
0: Mother is right again.
2: God damn it. I mean, I used to cook when I really enjoyed it. I used to cook them Sundays. Like I said, we used to go out on Sundays. And then I kind of took that over right out of high school. I was like, you know what? I watched a lot of Food Network and I was like, I'm going to try this recipe. It doesn't seem hard. It doesn't seem super expensive because my mom had to pay for it for all five of us.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's kind of where it started. And I decided to enroll to culinary school at Johnson County. It's a great program. But at the time, I didn't take it seriously. I was, like, not disciplined. Right. And I actually landed a job at the Rieger, full circle, like we were talking about before we started, mm. who is officially closing. And I'm actually mm. going to go have the, uh, dinner there tonight later.
1: Oh. But I kind of well, thought... it's amazing
2: you know, and sad at all
1: at the same time. It place.
2: is. Yeah. I And I think there's going to be a lot of tears, probably, yeah. right? But all good, you know, good memories. But I landed a job there. And I remember thinking to myself, this is the type of job that people who go to school for want to land. Yeah, because it always has been a staple. But at the time, it was like, hot spot. I mean, insane. It was like, people wanted to be there to dine in. It was new. It was adventurous. It was like, beef tongue and like all these things that Mm -hmm. people weren't exposed to. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, they took this chance on me from like not really having a lot of experience to just, you know, risking it. And I took it very seriously and I'd never seen anything like it before. It's like, it's where people go who are serious about it and want to make it into a career. And I never looked back. Mm -hmm. Um, I learned so much there. It was like, You know, you were in charge of breaking down all of your proteins and preparing all your vegetables and your starch and whatever station you were on. And I got exposed to so many ingredients and styles of cooking that I never would have otherwise. And it just became like I fell in love hard with cooking because of that place. That's so cool. And it it was magical. And some of my best friends I met through there to, to this day. I worked there in 2014, so it hasn't been that long, but, you know, we're, we're all in, in touch still, and we lean on each other a lot because of that place. So how long and did you work there? I worked there for a little over two years. Okay. And for me, it was like I need to continue evolving, mm-hmm. right? Learning different styles of cooking. Yeah. Figure out what my end goal is. Mm-hmm. And so then I went to a little mom and pop shop called Happy Gillis in Columbus Park.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So cute. It was, you know, all the best things about it. So good. Biscuits and gravy. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was so cute. (laughs) Don't mind my growling. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know. I just want biscuits and grits. Like, dark. I'm not even fucking hungry. And then every time you say something. a combination
1: of tacos and-, <laughs> and biscuits. You know and what? make that happen. Oh, God. Now I mean, maybe not. But maybe I would not eat together. it as a brunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But maybe yeah. not like. Because then you could take a nap.
0: <laughs> right. And then you could take a nap.
2: Oh, okay. If you no. call
0: something brunch, you can take a nap after.
2: Exactly. Then That's what rolls. Sundays are for. That's Clear four. your schedule. Right. No, I that place was like counter service and that's where I think I really learned that I like to talk to people mm-hmm. and engage in conversation. Um it was, you know, order at the counter and then we would bring the food out to you and so there was a lot of socializing where as a chef, you know, you think I work in a kitchen I'm going to be hiding in the back and this was like you're in the front of it. Uh-huh. And I really realized that I like that. I like engaging in conversation. I like to get to know the regulars' orders. I like to make them feel at home. That's where like my Mexican inner mom came out, you know. (laughs) Down, we got to play. Yeah.
0: Do you like it? Look at me. Take a bite. Look in my eyes and tell me you like it. (laughs) It's like go on. If you
2: don't, I'm going to be offended. Yeah, (laughs) very much. I will slap your face if you don't like it. (laughs) No, I took I took my first management role there too, and it was. Inexperience, you know, especially when you're new to it. But I learned a lot and I was very grateful for it. And then I, after that, I worked at the uh, Rye, which is where I recently was at Mm -hmm. on the plaza. And that was like steaks and fried chicken and pie and things like that. It was so good. And it was so good. (laughs) Big kitchen. I've never done that. I've only worked at small restaurants before. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was kind of a different, you know, wave, a different flow. And they were all amazing. And they've helped me become who I am. And I've learned something from all of them. But I think I've finally come to a place where I'm like, I want to do things my own way. And I want to cook food the way I want it. And that's kind of where I'm at. And given the pandemic, it's just it's such a it's already high stress, like insanely high mm-hmm. stress environment in a kitchen. But right now, you know, it's nobody's fault. It's just the situation we're in. Mm-hmm. I just mentally was deteriorating and it was oozing into my personal life. Mm-hmm. And I had to be like, the best thing to do is for me to remove myself, mm-hmm. even though this is all I've been doing. For a long time, this is all I know. I have to take a risk. Right. I have to take care of myself. And I need some kind of stability, you know. And I'm trying to figure that out still. It's a little scary yeah. moving on. Well,
1: you know, I, I take two things from what you were just saying. Well, more than that. But two big things. One, I really, 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 really love that you chose things that you learned individual, like different things from every yeah. step. Mm-hmm. But I know you, you said the other thing was that, um, I know you said that you're not quite sure, but do you have any idea what your end goal is? Cause you mentioned you were kind of like wanting to figure that out. Do you, yeah. I know you said you want to kind of cook what you want and make your own decisions. So, I mean, are you, what is your end goal? Do you know that?
2: I always knew in the back of my head that I would have something that was my own. Now, whether it was a brick and mortar Mm -hmm. or a food truck or a catering thing, Mm -hmm. that still is kind of up in the air. Um, But I do know that I want to be my own boss. I want to do things my way. And the kitchen culture, just in general, all over is so broken. Mm -hmm. And this pandemic has exposed it. And it's just there's things that we could just be doing better but that's not to say that business owners today aren't doing the best that they can. They're working with the tools that they have. But if I can start something and be a part of that change and actively like try to be better as an owner and provide for staff, like I'm going to try to do that. Now, how does that work? I don't know. You know, I've never been a business owner and I'm sure some of them are listening and they're going, yeah, good luck with that. And they have every right to do so, Right. but I'm willing to, figure it out right I want to I want to create a space that is inclusive that takes care of them that pays them that provides insurance but that takes money and mm-hmm. energy and the pandemic is a place right now where you can't really do that
1: yeah it, and, and so, it makes it even scarier
2: it is like yeah. is there even a future <laughs> it's kind of up in the right. air
1: right we don't know <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at that but
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah
1: please do, we do. have are we going to be in existence? Yeah, no, I, I mean, it, that's a real question. You know what I think? Um, <laughs> I love, though, that these are things that, you know, people make fun of millennials and all <laughs> that stuff. But you know what? I do think that they are bringing this new existence into business in general, Thank that it's, and God. It, they're not, no shit. You know, like, it's, Things need to change. Right. They change do. is okay. It's not wrong. Like it's different than what is. Yes. It's different right. than what has existed for all these years. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily wrong. So it's let's like look at this stuff and let's figure this shit out. Mm hmm you know, I and I say the, millennials, uh, I know it's not just millennials, but I, ju- I right. do feel like that there's this wave of things that are happening now from this younger the generation. Movement. Yes. Yeah. I think there's just, it's, it's refreshing to see that right. there's changes being made and conversations yeah. being had and things are, yeah, I just, I like that it's happening. It
2: starts. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, removing myself was first off, like I needed to do it immediately because I need to get my life, my mental health in order, right? Um, it's not like a drastic thing, but I'm I'm a very self aware person, and I know the the road I can go down on if I don't nurture that. Right, and so I become a very aggressive person. I do not become the best teacher, a leader for my staff. You know, I'm sure it, that's not who I am. I like to teach people. I like to be a leader. I like to show cooks how to do things because that's naturally what I do. I like to be engaging. I like to teach. I like to socialize. And I'm a romantic when it comes to food. And I wasn't in that place You could be a
1: teacher. Will you just like do fun teaching classes? But
0: she does, Mm -hmm. she right now, okay, so I'm saying she and pointing at you like an idiot. So (laughs) Hey, people can't see. They can see. We're recording. Oh, shit.
1: I forgot. Hey, we're recording. (laughs) I forgot. Fucking YouTube.
0: Hey, we're going to put you on YouTube. So, um... You have a food blog that you just started, where mm-hmm. you cook and you you teach as you cook how mm-hmm. how to do it. But then you also don't you do something with like Kansas Beef Association or something? I don't I don't know that that's the right name. Yeah, the I like Kansas Beef Council. Yeah,
2: KBA,
0: the KBA, the Beef Council, KBA. Yeah. KBA. <laughs> the um, the beef council and I'm, like. They record you cooking their beef, and I'm just like...
1: Yeah, but can you imagine? Can you imagine? Listen, do more than just teaching, because, like, the, the, the Kansas City deserves... I've never tasted your food, but you're passionate, and I like you, and I feel like Kansas City uh, deserves yeah. to taste your food. But how great would it be to just, like, go and spend time with a woman who knows what she's doing and is so passionate I and know. loving and nurturing and could like, <gasps> I know it'd be
0: so and just great. Like, wants to and and
2: kind of where I've come to realize like, this is what Mimesa is, is something that, which is the project that I'm doing. Like you mentioned the food blog. It's something that's been in the back of my mind, but like as a scrambled mess. And I said, it's time to put some energy into this and it's teaching people how to cook and not be so intimidated by Mm -hmm. introducing them to ingredients that they've never cooked with and allowing a space for them to come to me with questions because throughout my career people have come to me but i'm not i'm not there because i'm working crazy hours Mm -hmm. you know non-traditional days and i feel bad because i don't want people to think i i don't care or that i'm above it i care and so i've created this space where people can be like no judgment. Ask me whatever you need. What do you want to learn? And I think my end goal with that apart from doing videos is to essentially when it's, you know, technically safe to do so going to people's houses Hire me, and I can show you how to cook a dish. Oh my date god! Date night, bachelorette <laughs> night, yes, hi. or a girls' night, or whatever it hey, is. Can, we, can you like, come
1: back and do that yeah. on our podcast? That'd yes. be so fun! Holy shit! The other Especially day, because it's recorded. Yes, we, it'd be she, so
0: fun. Oh yeah, we could. It could like go be recorded oh yeah. for you and for us. Yeah, that would but be great. She made <gasps> lobster tails. She's <gasps> like lobster tails And steak, and I was like. I'm just like watching like this the whole time.
1: Like
2: we're girl all coming
0: hungry. down. <laughs> I'm not. I just ate God dinner. Damn it. I'm not hungry. Tacos, biscuits and gravy, and lobster. <laughs> what the hell? I know. I was just like, I didn't know you could cook yeah. it like that. No, that's, I thought that's you what I'm had all to boil about. that shit.
1: Cooking Let's is intimidating. In Cooking can be intimidating. Like right. it is. I mean, oh, even like totally the tur- like julienne and this and that. Like there's so many different things that you know. I mean. I think the Food Network and things like that yeah.
2: like helped,
1: Yeah, but it's still getting in there right? and doing yeah, it. I think
2: it helps when you know somebody within the community or personally that you can approach because yeah. then you're not like, I'm asking a superstar, you know what I mean, like you mentioned, or where, where can I access this information? Right. It's like, I want to make myself available to my community. I know. I love and how
0: people just ask you questions. That. Like on your videos, it's it's great because you're just like, oh, yeah, you do it like this. It's super helpful. And I've made yeah, like, and one of your really easy recipes. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it was just granola parfait, but it had chopped apples and pears and the spices
2: on it. It was so fucking good. And that's what, it, that's what I'm all about. I'm mm-hmm. about simple ingredients, but when you have quality and you treat things the way that they need to and you don't have to get fancy with it, you right. can have amazing meals.
0: Right. It wasn't fancy, but it was fucking good. But it was
2: good, yeah. And I want to show people that. I mean, and
0: I fed. I gave it to Anna, and she ate the fuck out of it. It was great.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. So what's the best advice, just life advice, that you've ever been given? Can you think of anything? That's a big, that's, like, such a a big question. but.
2: I mean, I'm getting all, like, these, you know, things rushing in my head. Um, let's see, best advice. Um, I think just in general, staying humble, because when you do, you, uh, you open yourself up to, I think so much more, right? You don't think that things are beneath you. Um, you treat people with respect and they give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you approach things um, in sort of a clear headed mind rather than having high expectations, uh, not like in a bad way, but you, you know, you're going to expect things a certain way, just approach it and just take it however it comes, but just having the sense of like knowing who you are and where you come from and what you're about and staying true to that for sure. And I learned that through my parents, they've always instilled that in us. Like, do not forget who you are and where you come from. And, and you know just being humble and respecting people and some people don't you know give it back and that's okay I've that's something I've come to terms with recently that you won't always be liked you won't always be respected and that's okay as long as you come into it in a humble approaching way knowing that you did the best that you can that's it that's all you can do
0: Right, but then if someone doesn't like me, I'm like, well, someone doesn't like me. That's what I'm about to say. No, anyone needs to like yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> how does not? Then I go cry about it for no fucking reason. Like yes, unnecessarily bad. amount. Oh, trust
1: me. You're Just right. Go go. You're like, why did I cry over that? Like, what an idiot. Come Being on. humble also <laughs> allows you to learn about other people, though, and I think that's yeah. like it does. The, the, every podcast I like to say the word Empathy. Empathy. It's just a big one.
2: People do not have it. Right, it's an astounding How? amount of people who do I not understand, understand. What
1: empathy. Is. <laughs> I'm not. I, I really think that's mind. probably the word I say. I,
2: I mean, mean, with arms reach of
1: us, right. yeah. so many it's, people do not have it. It's that. free. It's gross. It's not hard it's a to have it. Right. Um, just but try. I mean, if you are if you are a humble person and you're a kind person and you are willing to learn about other people, I think empathy comes fairly natural. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, and so many doors open too you just
1: have to ride it out (laughs) right yeah and you're right not everybody is going to like you god damn it but and some people might not like that
2: aspect some people might not like it
1: yeah whatever it's okay
2: (laughs) okay so we talked about how
0: you've worked in all of these kitchens and i know like Sometimes it's like more of a male dominated kind of place. It's a man's world. Right. (laughs) So do you have a me too that you would like to talk about?
2: Yes. And this isn't um, something that's like a a one-time thing. I I just want to touch base as a whole. Mm -hmm. You know, it has been a male dominated sort of thing for a very long time. And, younger me when I started cooking I desperately desperately wanted to be part of the boys club because that's what was around you and that's what was considered professional and tough and it wasn't till I realized that you can't because that's not who I am that I kind of like realized it's not that great to be part of the boys club you know what I mean it's okay to be a part of of my own thing but it's very present you know it's it's an environment that teaches you to to ignore the feelings of stress, ignore the feelings of depression, ignore the feelings of, hey, my body wants to give out, but you have to push through it no emotion, you can't cry, you can't you know what I mean you have to be tough and that is related to sort of a masculine energy and I you know have always felt I don't know like, like I was suffocating in that. And they've been insist- there have been instances where like, you know, one of my first cooking jobs way before there was this older gentleman who was there for a very long time. And he had, you know, seniority, he was older cook, um, short order and stuff. And he would, you know, always make comments like, hey, sexy, how are you looking today or whatever. And I was like, Eighteen, nineteen, 19 and so you're like oh you know you don't know how to take it and it wasn't till a point where he kind of was like you know you're just here to be like someone to look at essentially Ew, like what? he like just telling me that like he said that I out loud wow. yeah that Ugh. you are here for my entertainment that I like was like wait this entire time you know what I mean and it starts to click and and just you know like comments like that like I've had men try to grab my ass before, you know, it's, it's a thing. And the comments too, of like, you know, well, you're a girl, let me handle it. Or, or like second guessing you, like, can you do this? And so you have to like work twice as hard to prove it. And there's a lot of people out there who I have met who deny it and say, well, I think that's just an excuse for women to use and all of these things. But, that's bullshit and that's ignorant. Right. And that's it's just defying that. Ignorant. Yeah. It's making my experiences not valid. They're real. Right. I've had these experiences and by you saying that means that you, you're not taking it seriously. You're not validating them. Right. But I mean, just constant like remarks like that, you know, you would hear about your body. Are you capable enough of doing this job? you know, are you sure you don't want to cry right now? And it's like, maybe I'd wanted to, but now I have to be like this extra tough bitch and maybe like throw in a comment (laughs) to redirect my, my, my frustration. Right. And you know, it's, it's so many little things like that, that is another reason why I want to create a space where like that is not tolerated.
0: You know. And it shouldn't be it, fucking tolerated anywhere it anyway. Be. It's inexcusable to me
2: that in tw- no. I mean But in that environment though in uh, the kitchen it's so far behind that right. it's considered the way to be and yeah, it has been for so long.
1: It's to me,
2: it oh, I, I it's really, very toxic, very holy it totally life. It's
1: so it's so <laughs> God, unacceptable to me that people in general don't understand. Do not understand the strength of a woman. And I am not laughing if at this.
0: Something? I am laughing at my dog. I am so
1: Whatever, sorry, you guys. You serious, guys. No, I, it's but it's it's it's. I just don't understand the concept on a deeper that, level. Yes, yes, I don't understand the concept. Like people who say that women are too emotional to be in power, or you know, to cook
2: like right or i've had people say you you only got promoted because you're a woman like you you need they needed to fit a quota like or i've had men also tell me you know what the only woman i listen to is my mother well you know or tell you to fuck off how about that or like i've had and if I mean, if oh, I've had delivery people gross. multiple times look at me when I receive an order, you have to like check it to make sure everything's right. Mm-hmm. Eyes me up literally with their eyes and go, "Really?" And I've been like, "Yes." Do you have a problem with that? That's so. I mean, funny. it's you just oh, constant okay. every day, and sometimes in a very small way that isn't so like harsh and in your face, right? and and people don't think it's real especially men in the kitchen i've Why would had some of them say it's not real that doesn't happen yeah you know? because i like I'm to like make okay. stupid shit up yeah but because I, this is stupid again, i want to create I, I, drama sure right. the, oh, idea, the idea
1: the idea that women are not strong human beings is the stupidest. listen the idea that after everything that women have had to go through, that there's still men in existence proves the strength of women. Right.
0: Like, like I haven't murdered every single man ever.
2: It's taken a lot of self, you know, a lot of discipline, a lot of restraint, a lot of, it's made me to, into who I am. I mean, yeah, but why I do have to you my, like that, so you, shouldn't have you shouldn't have, have to. to, you shouldn't have to. <gasps> this is the thing too that I've, that's another layer. When you go in as a cook, you're like, I'm going to do my job and if I get bitched up by my chef or if you're a chef and you're like the cook didn't do something right, that's work. You have to deal with it. Right. But as a woman, a lot of times even other women but a lot of the men, they do not understand the other layer. That you have to check your emotions constantly because you get portrayed as weak. Mm-hmm. That you have to think about how you come off and is it going to affect them? They're allowed to be angry. They're allowed to curse at you. They're allowed to throw things at you. Nope. But the second that that's I've not an emotion. It, right. It, like, like, that's not emotional at all. No, it. Oh, you'd be surprised. First of no, all,
1: <laughs> I am not surprised at
2: all. I'm an that? angry crier. So, I'm oh, every, fucking so I get freaking mad and then tears come out of I my eyes. And then I'm just that. like,
1: oh, fuck you. you. When the world yeah. realizes oh, yeah. that. It blows up. Emotions are okay. Mm -hmm. Like when the world realizes that it's okay to be upset and sad or depressed or whatever is going on, like when the world realizes that it's going to be a better place. When Mm -hmm. we can live in wherever we are in our current state, it's going to be a better world. Like people should not. Have to hide their and there's emotions a difference between, for no Listen, <laughs> I have, you know, if you're fucking up in the kitchen, like consistently, like I have no problem with you, but it shouldn't be because you're a woman. Like, right. that's the difference. No. And it should
2: it should be purely a, based on your performance. And it and not been, but that. I've, I've had some of them take time out of the day to tell me to my face that I do not respect you because you are a woman Ew, <laughs> and it's why? happened on multiple instances yes <sighs> i mean taking time and energy to do that and so in my my peers or people above me they don't know that they, d- they didn't see it they don't know right. that it's happening and so when it becomes something that you address they shrug it off they don't think it's real or they don't treat it as a big deal, and it's just like this is happening to me. Like I do not know how to prove it to you. Why should I? Why should you I? You have to. to but to let's work start and putting a little
1: tiny camera on you at all times. Right. Oh my God,
2: you would be surprised. And that's just me. I mean, this is like women all over, right. and also to people who don't, do not meet the masculine box. You know, you know, people who are queer or of color like people have to deal with this constantly because Mm -hmm. it is a white male dominated environment it's very toxic and this has been all over it's not just one place you know let's
0: just get rid of all the toxic white guys (laughs) anyone anyone Anyone? (laughs) can we just like sterilization
1: (laughs) i just want them to be exposed in 2020 right (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> it's a different world and wait I mean it's not a different it's we've only not different, got a few, but,
0: a few of 2020 <laughs> left I know How,
1: let's try for 2021 okay <laughs> okay I'm just saying like when these conversations are happening like
2: let's right. let's
1: show what the fuck's happening because that's yeah.
2: right it's, it's real but then you you felt guilty you know it kind of gets reversed they go well what did you do To push them to that's like no it's not what I did It's what gives them the right to talk to me That way you know It's this whole tangled mess Uh,
0: I I was born with a vagina That's what I did
2: (laughs) I mean I've had somebody in the middle of a dining room Once as I was carrying A lot of plates tell me Your ass looks good in those jeans And you're here so that I can look at And the fact that I had plates in my hand I think was a saving grace because I think in the moment of high stress that I was in, I probably would have done something. Right. You know what I mean? And I would have gotten punished for it. And oh, I would have dropped those the things right never on their addressed. Head. <laughs> no. I addressed it to my superior and they did not do anything about it. Great. I hate the world sometimes. Me yeah. too. They they made an excuse for it that he was intoxicated, which he was, but that's no excuse. No. I don't he care. wasn't that that intoxicated. Right. First you know. of all, I know my ass looks good. Okay.
0: Yeah. Second of all, you don't get to say so.
1: What if somebody, as, as a man was walking across with plates in his hand, said, you look like you have a small dick.
2: <laughs> like something oh, would my. have happened. Right. The, the industry would have changed already. Right. Right.
1: Yes. <laughs> that like, listen, I, there are so many men Sorry in this world that I love. Either. Like I am not a man hater. I promise. I love. Oh, I hear lots you. Of lots of I men. Promise. But this is a thing. And it needs to change. It needs to and I, change.
2: I've heard people say that it's not real or they don't really have an experience, which I'm so like happy that they don't. They deserve not to have that experience. But that doesn't mean that my experiences or anybody else's aren't real or that they didn't happen. You know? No, absolutely. They're very ignorant people out there.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. No. So, are you good at taking taking compliments?
2: Um, yeah, I think I am for the most part. Um, well, give yourself one then. <laughs> um, I'm a very kind person. You know, I like to come in and just be like, "Listen, what's your name? What can we do?" I'm I'm very naive in a lot of ways too. I think can be a, a little bit of my downfall but I'm also very good at taking constructive criticism oh, see, I'm, mm. I, I'm, that's hard yeah I don't take it personally especially at my oh, job man
0: good for you I'm just like anything I like, mean when you've been anyone beat says beat down anything in I'm just like
1: field well in but, the
2: industry but, yeah. yeah when you've heard the horror when somebody's talking about your actual job then yeah I'm gonna take it no big deal. How do I get better? Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh no. no. Anyone says something bad. I just like cry at them. It's fine.
2: <laughs> like, I have
0: all these emotions and I try to hide them away and then they come out and I'm like, Oh, yeah, it's a fucking hot mess.
2: <laughs> um,
0: all right. So what do you hate about being a woman? And what do you love about
2: being a woman? Let's see. I love this sort of like, nurturing gene or thing that we have in us, you know, and I don't want to say that everyone has it, but the sort of like, I want to take care of you thing, just because it's something that I know I have, and it speaks to me very much. I Mm -hmm. want to take care of people constantly. Um, But about hate, I mean, just putting up with all this bullshit all the time that you're supposed to put a smile on your face and take a compliment because it didn't mean anything by it. Right. Just like, I'm tired of like having to put up with shit like that constantly, Right. Right. you know? I mean, it makes sense. Like those, those things, just like growing up, all of us, we all have our moments and stories and, and all that. And the fact that we've had to put up with it and be silenced about it is just bullshit
0: to me. Absolute bullshit. Because
2: we're supposed to sit there and look pretty and take it, you know. Gross.
0: All right. So now we're going to do. We're about at our time that we need to stop. We're going to do a couple wheel questions. So we're just going to spin the wheel of fun.
1: Wheel questions. Just kidding. (laughs) There it is. That's the theme song. It's a song. Um.
2: Why should people vote? Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> because it fucking matters people think that it doesn't right. and i think when people think no more people think like that and so i just people need to take it seriously like it's it's a duty it's it's some it's your way of showing your voice even though it doesn't feel like it. And it's a very small way it builds you know it's important 100%. and don't use it as an excuse later you know You didn't vote, so you don't get a right to talk about it.
1: (laughs) I heard something. um, Sadly, I think it was on TikTok. Um, (laughs) And this person said, vote like you hadn't been born yet. And you didn't know where you were going to be born. You didn't know what race you were going to be born. You didn't know if you were going to be Uh queer or straight or anything. So, yes. Like... Nothing like you had no idea how you were going to end up in the world. Vote. I love that. Yeah, vote
0: because I mean, come on, people
1: have to know there are issues <laughs> and yeah. they so ignore vote. it because it's
0: yeah. all good for them.
1: But vote like you had
2: if
0: no
1: idea how you were going to end up in the world. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, I wish that was like an actual thing people did. I know. Well, <sighs> All right, my my wheel question is not as important as the voting <laughs> question, but you know whatever.
1: That's okay. We it's, like to. I mean, too.
0: first of all, it's important, <laughs> just not as. So, what is your go-to karaoke song, or if you've never done karaoke, what would it be?
2: That's a you know I've important. never done karaoke. It's it's I've never not done really it in my thing. I'm not good at public speaking or like doing things like that. But if it was. Oh gosh, what would it be? Um, you know why I've never thought about it. Do you
1: have a favorite <laughs> Just song? I've avoided that. What's a song like you sing in humiliation or in the shower? Do you sing? No, <laughs> not even to yourself. I mean, I
2: like I like hum and stuff, but I don't like like I like jokingly sing or like do notes and stuff, but not really. But if I had to, I think it would be a Prince song. Nice. I mean, just because there's so much answer. like, so much like energy into that. And right. I like that. It would be a Prince song. It's like,
1: yeah, no, I'm like singing it in my head right no. now. Too. Which one? <laughs> we don't even know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Uh, Last one. Your favorite book, show or pad, podcast or all three.
2: Let's see. Show. Hmm. Or your
1: recommendations? Like anything you've read, listened to, or watched lately.
2: Um man. As far as show, I I'm gonna get all like romantic and weird about it. (laughs) But I'm a huge, I'm a huge lover of Outlander. It's on stars. I'm a sucker for that. I still haven't seen
0: it all, but I've seen the first season and good god fucking almighty and it's based on a book so you know like it, it fulfills my inner girly <sighs> romantic
2: side right we, Jamie. Jamie, i fucking can't speak for everyone but i have it um as far as <sighs> <Peter Jamie. laughs> so Facebook, sorry sorry <laughs> sorry
0: sorry <laughs> that, that was more of scottish. like a lighthearted thing
2: mm-hmm. oh scottish yeah um as far as book mm-hmm. i really i started i had read sorry the book um so you want to talk about race And I think that's such a good book to, like, get introduced into the concept of what racism is, Mm -hmm. how it's so interwoven into society. And the narration on that is really, really nice. You get, you you know, somebody who's who's of that um, sort of background really telling you how it is Mm -hmm. from their experiences. And I think that's such a great book.
1: Yeah, I just. I think a lot of people should be you did. reading yeah.
2: and engaging, and that that's a good one. Highly recommend. And podcast besides ours, obviously podcast. <laughs> um, I listen to The Office, ladies.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I want to listen to that. I've, Cause I because I'm a sucker for The Office. Man, it's why I've seen it one hundred thousand times, and it's so funny. <laughs> right. I made my kid watch it. She's watched oh. it like three fucking times.
1: I've met Jim in oh yeah, oh yeah. In Rome, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> this bitch. By met, I mean I just sat by him and took a picture. I right. Didn't like have a conversation. You're like, it you're Jim, counts. on the office." <laughs> hi, <laughs> hi, I'm Jessica. Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm also from America. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't there i don't know if that happened please like me a (laughs)
0: lot
1: that's basically how it went (laughs) damn it okay Okay, i'm the coolest person on earth so
0: well i mean not awkward at all
1: i'm not gonna argue that i think you're cool
0: says me (laughs) okay so um we want everyone to go to R A C I E S, and I'm assuming it's .org. We're gonna we're gonna post it in the notes. We're gonna find out what it actually is, and yeah. we want everyone to go there, check it out. Um,
1: it is, and it is. I
2: actually
1: is it the is it? Edit out if this is wrong. Um, is it R A I C E S T E X A S .org?
2: Yes, that is correct.
1: There we go. Nice
2: even better
0: um and then check out mimesa because she has all the fucking f- the food i just want to eat all the food that's all i want and please do i'm trying to fun. figure it out you're you're drinking wine you're making food it's delightful be careful with those knives i mean come <laughs> on i mean wine sh- and the knives right i'm sure you can handle it you're a professional yeah. Um, and then- Wine and the Knives, can we name Wine and the that Knives. <laughs> yes, we can. And then if you want to, you can check us out. We are on Twitter and Instagram. It's t- at podcast. You can send us an email, TLALPcast at gmail. And that's all of our crap. You're welcome.
1: Here's to ladies. Please, 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 please start listening what they have to say bye See you soon. bye,
2: bye. bye.